You feel good. All right then, listen. You know we We intercept your Earth broadcast in the name of the Galactic Empire. Welcome. Through this intergalactic broadcast, your planet and thousands like it are witnessing the glorious victory of the Galactic Empire. Tonight, we will finally crush Luke Skywalker and his rebel alliance. This time, there will be no escape from the dark side of the Force when the Empire strikes back. Episode number 77 of Blast Points. This is Jason. And Scape 2. And later we're going to be talking about one of the greatest hidden mysteries, hidden gems out there in Star Wars history. The 33-minute version of The Empire Strikes Back. A bite-sized treat. (laughs) But that's coming up later. It exists. There is a 33-minute version out there of Empire. It's a real thing. But first, there's some news to talk about. There's some Last Jedi stuff. Good. Brother. Beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Last Jedi. Yeah, a little bit this week. Just a little bit. Just a little taste. So it was announced that The Last Jedi is going to open one day earlier in the UK. Is it just the UK or is it other countries too? I don't know. I wasn't clear. Hmm. Well, at least you folks in the UK will get it one day earlier than us in America, which I believe that was the case for The Force Awakens and Rogue One, right? Yes. Oh, and it is only the UK. Oh. It's as of now. So the UK guys and gals get it early. But yeah, I think Last Jedi was just the day before, and somehow Rogue One was like, Two days before, or it's just with the time change, the screenings maybe started earlier. I don't know. Maybe someone in the UK can let us know how that worked. But You know, there were a lot of people here in the States who were like, oh, man. But, you know, I'm not complaining because for the last two years, that day before has been an awesome day. Yeah, it's like a holiday. It's like <laughs> pre-Star Wars Day. It's like Star Wars Day Eve, but you get to open just a couple presents the night before. <laughs> um, and now with the with the internet, man, there's a lot of treats under the tree that day before if you're willing to look for them. Whatever reservations that we have about spoilers and not wanting to find out every last detail about the movie. That day before, after it's been playing in the UK, that's all out the window. Yeah. Audio clips, cell phone <laughs> footage, sketches, whatever. We're, we're watching them all. Someone's put out a phone in their pocket and you could hear Kylo Ren talking to Han Solo. I woke up in the morning and there was, I think it was, yeah, MillenniumFalcon.com like only wakes up one day a year. And suddenly that day, they're like the gathering point of all just the nastiest spoilers on the internet. And I remember like holding my phone, like shoving my phone as far into my ear as I could so I could hear this crappy recording, you know? Well, and then they had the whole, the whole, uh, the Han 
Kylo thing where he calls him Ben. And then it all capped off with that one cell phone pic of Luke when he takes his hood off. Oh. And so, so many hours that day just staring at Luke's hair. And that, hyperventilating. That whole day of Force Awakens, I spent most of the day just pacing back and forth in my living room. And just every once in a while, just taking my phone out and looking at that picture of Luke. And it's, oh, oh, no, no. <laughs> yeah. And putting my phone, putting my phone back in my pocket. No, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like trying to get work done that day. And every once in a while, I just got to look at the picture for a little bit. <laughs> then I'll get back to work. Well, in Rogue One, that day before, some maniacs in the UK posted the whole Vader hallway scene. And it was it was in like five second increments on Instagram or something. Yeah. And I think, right, what we're seeing for Rogue One, some of the Rogue One stuff, I swear we had the night before, like the night before the movie came out here. Because I remember like being in bed or and think trying to watch that stuff and then trying to go to sleep because there was a couple <laughs> things the night before. Maybe it was the, the Leia and Tarkin pictures. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, since really up to that point, no one really knew if Tarkin was in the movie or not until we saw that that pic, that cell phone pic. Yeah. Yeah, the Vader thing. The whole ending with the, the Death Star blowing up Jin and uh, Kazian. <laughs> I watched that over and over again. <laughs> See, I didn't go that far. I stopped at a certain yeah. point. I stopped. I don't know why. <laughs> I was like, oh, you all of a sudden got some uh, some morals or something. <laughs> some Star Wars morals. Yeah. I don't really want to spoil it. <laughs> I feel like we have friends that hate us during those days, though. Because, like, you and I will text each other. But we'll always be like, do you want to see something amazing? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, they know it's two days before a new Star Wars movie comes out. Yeah. And it's like... No, Jason, please don't spoil the ending of this movie I'm going to see in two days. Yeah. It's only two days. I just want to wait. It's like, <laughs> no, you want to see it now. Come on. I don't you, won't believe, you won't believe what's going to be in this movie. <laughs> Go ahead. They can release the movie a week early in the UK, and that's just five more or seven more days of, uh, of fun for us. So bring it on. Crazy news happened last week where the word came out from Rancho Obi-Wan that this guy stole over the course of like what a year, like $200,000 worth of stuff from Rancho Obi-Wan. But I don't know if like he stole it himself. I don't know. A lot of the details are kind of the police are involved. So some of the details they're not going to tell. Some goofballs doing a Star Wars podcast, you right? Know? Yeah, that's a lot of money. Yeah, and it's like, I just don't get like, man, that's like stealing from Santa Claus. Yeah, it's probably like a, a lot of bad stuff happens in the world, but <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the worst <laughs> because it is. Yeah, it's like you don't steal from the Star Wars museum. Come on, no. Then he like resold it, but then thankfully. Um, this guy, Philip Wise, who was a site runner on what, um, Rebel Scum, he started to put it together that, like, oh, hey, you know, rocket firing Boba Fett. There aren't many of these out there. I wonder where this came from because people that have those just aren't selling them. Yeah, so hopefully it seems like maybe it's all going to work out and they'll be able to track down some of that stuff. But, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's, you know, if you have these priceless rare items it's gonna be it's sad yeah i kept thinking this would make for once like all the dust settles with this this would make for an amazing crime documentary (laughs) star wars collectors gone evil you know and stealing from everybody's best friend steve sansweet yeah the nicest guy in the world yeah Like it would be, maybe it'd be a little different if he was like a jerk and rude to everybody. But he's such a nice guy, so it makes it even worse. Yeah, if his name was Steve Sand Mean, (laughs) Mean Man Stan Mean, (laughs) Steve Sand Cruel, but he's not. No, he's Steve Sand Sweet. And 
Yeah, I could just see like a Netflix seven-part documentary. Well, maybe that'll be once uh, a new standalone, they'll branch off into uh, Star Wars true stories. <laughs> and that'll be the first one. So anyways, on Rancho Obi-Wan's website, they have a list of all the items. They're just kind of encouraging everyone to go out and share that on their social media, like Star Wars fans. Maybe you don't know somebody who might have purchased something that was stolen, but somebody you know might know somebody. And Ranch Obi-Wan, from what I gather, is just trying to get their stuff back. Go to their website or go to their Facebook page and um, share their posts and take a look and spread the word amongst other Star Wars fans if you haven't already. And uh, try and help Steve and his crew there get everything back in shape. We need another... uh Star Wars bedroom for celebration. Yeah, we do. We need the Star Wars uh, dining room. (laughs) The Star Wars bathroom. Yeah. You know he's got some shower curtains in there. I'm sure he's got a couple. You know, that made me think something that doesn't exist. It's like the only Star Wars thing that's never been made, and I really want it. A a Star Wars grill cover. Oh, just, yeah, you're right. Like, you can get a Star Wars grill. I know. But you can't just get, like, a cover. Yeah, that's a good point. When we bought our house and we got, well, I was just like, I'm going to get, we're going to get a grill and we can grill. And I was like, and I'm going to get a Star Wars grill cover. I'm going to get the stupidest one I can find. And it's like, it doesn't exist. Not even like a bootleg version exists. Did you end up just like spray painting Star Wars on a regular one? <laughs> I should have. Or get some puffy paint and just draw the Jedi Order symbol or something. Draw Watto talking to Qui-Gon. Yeah, that would probably be better anyway. those who remember, for those who will never forget, and for a whole new generation who will experience it for the very first time. The Star Wars Trilogy. Now the entire trilogy digitally mastered by THX for superior sound and picture quality. This is the last time you can own the original version of Star Wars. The original version of Star Wars on video. Buy it before it's gone forever. So I think we were talking about on the, was it the New Hope episode, a lot of our first memories of watching the Star Wars movies, especially like you were saying you had a New Hope recorded off like TV or HBO or something. Yeah, it was a copy of something from somewhere. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't a legit copy. It was a copy of from something. Yeah. People kind of forget nowadays how expensive VCRs were. In the early, mid-1980s, and how expensive tapes were. You know, that's why you were happy like recording or watching a recorded version of Star Wars from HBO in like the worst quality possible. Because it was like, well, my parents aren't going to spend $80 or $100 on a VHS tape of Star Wars for me. Right, right. It was like, if you were a video store, you would buy that copy and then maybe make your money back. But yeah, people at home really weren't just buying the tapes. But even before that, they didn't even have them. Yeah, if you go back to the late 70s, early 80s, there weren't even VCRs, or they were just coming out. Nobody really had them. But there was Super 8. And there was this company called Ken Films, which their whole thing was, like they had contracts with like, 20th Century Fox and Paramount and United Artists, and they would release these shortened versions of Hollywood hits for people to view at home. And sometimes they were in black and white, and sometimes there were two reels, sometimes there were four reels. Like Sometimes you had to listen to the audio on a cassette tape through your stereo. The good, the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is what we had to do back in the day. Yeah. If you wanted to watch the Star Wars. So Ken Films had a big hit with the original Star Wars when that came out. Like if you get out old issues of Starlog, they would have whole 
full-page ads like watch Star Wars at home with, you know, Super 8. Order now from Ken Films for twenty four ninety nine, and you can get the the twenty minute version of Star Wars, which is which played like a greatest hits tape of the movie. Like, yeah. didn't even really make a whole lot of sense. It was just kind of like, hey, you remember the cantina part? And oh, here's Luke blowing up the Death Star. Yeah, it's good to watch when you're uh, like getting ready for work. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got twenty minutes to kill. Just put the Super Eight in. But so, yeah, yeah, they would release, like, the Planet of the Apes movies and, like, the Ten Commandments and stuff like that. Come along to, like, 1980, 81, and VCRs and video rentals are starting to come up more and more and more. And Ken Film's big kind of last hurrah was their version of The Empire Strikes Back, which takes the movie, which is, how long is Empire? Two, a little over two hours. They shorten it down to 33 minutes, and it follows some somewhat of a story, right? It kind of makes some... Yeah, this one they tried to basically just condense it down to a story that makes sense. It's just a 30-minute version of the story. You know, and it really reminds me a lot of the Attack of the Clones IMAX version, yeah. which nobody ever talks about, because again, back in 2002, IMAX theaters couldn't show anything longer than what like an hour or something no i think it was maybe 90 minutes something like that Uh, or yeah it it was just the star wars movies are a little over two hours and it may have it may even have been two hours that they could do in the in attack of the clones was isn't i think attack of the clones is the longest star wars movie isn't it yeah there was a lot cut out of attack of the clones imax yeah. There were big chunks that were just removed from that movie. Well, the other, I think, comparison that's neat, too, is this was in uh, 69 aspect ratio instead of, like, the full widescreen. And Attack of the Clones was the same way. They kind of, they remember, they cropped the sides. Oh, yeah. So it, so it filled up more of the IMAX screen. So it really was, like, a modern-day, you know, 2002 version of these old Super 8 cuts. <laughs> Oh no, my friend. This is a mistake, a terrible mistake. They've gone too far. This is madness. You know, a lot of people talk a lot about the changes uh, from the theatrical version, especially of Star Wars A New Hope, to the other versions. But not much is ever really talked about with the changes that took place over the years with Empire. And as we get going here into Empire Super 8... It's kind of interesting because it's like this may kind of represent the closest version you can get to what people actually saw in the movie theater there in yeah. 1980. Or at least the what the the 70 millimeter, like a, the first two weeks cut. Right. Before they made some changes. So I think the other really interesting thing with these two is like you and I, I think we've we'd heard of these and we'd heard people talk about them. For years, but I don't think we ever really put too much thought into what they were. Because I think in my mind, it was just like, oh, there was, you know, some just some clips from the movie, kind of like how the Star Wars one was. And it wasn't until recently they realized that this was actually like kind of a legitimate different cut of the movie. Right. And it kind of it kind of blew our minds a little bit that <laughs> this has been floating around all these years. And now with YouTube being able to see it, it's pretty mind-blowing so we're gonna put a link to the youtube video up on our facebook page so we really encourage you to check this out watch it you might like it better than the old empire this might be your new way to watch empire now now if you're trying to watch all the movies you got to fit rogue one in if you need to save some time you can just watch the 30 minute empire strikes back So no one really likes that one anyway. No. Well, and this made me want, like, man, I want 30-minute versions of all the Star Wars movies now. I want a 30-minute Force Awakens, 30-minute Rogue One. Just give me the meat and potatoes cuts. They managed to rescue the princess and to destroy the Death Star, but this time... The rebels won't be so lucky. The power of the Death Star was insignificant compared to the power of the Force. And with 
with Obi-Wan Kenobi gone. I am the master. See it as the Empire strikes back. Alright, so let's get started. Right away, it's got the 20th Century Fox logo, but even that's cut short a little bit with the music. And it cuts right to the classic Empire Strikes Back logo. In black and white. Yeah, the crawl... You know, the, the Star Wars logo, we don't need it. It's out the window. Nope. No crawl, just credits. <laughs> and they could have, you know, they could have made the credits look like a crawl, but... Mm-mm. So really, before Rogue One ruined Star Wars and didn't have a crawl... <laughs> for some people, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this this ruined it first in 1980. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's weird having a Star Wars movie with opening credits, yeah, well, and the fact I think that the font is white is odd, too, because Star Wars movies are either the yellow text at the beginning or the blue text at the end. So it's almost like at first you're like, is this in black and white? What is this? <laughs> what is this? Yeah. So so it cuts to the Star Destroyer. The Star Destroyer is uh, dropping the probes down. But we don't see the probes land yet. Immediately it cuts to Luke on his Tauntaun. To me, I was like, this is great because to this day, the beginning of Empire always messes with my head because the way it's edited, it's like, I think it jumps back in time, doesn't it? Because we see the, in the, the real cut, we see the probe droid crash, come out of the hole, and then we cut to Luke, then Luke sees... The probe droid crash, and then he goes to explore it, right? Or because are there two probe droids, and we and one just blows up? I think there's an argument for both cases. I don't know. It's always messed with my head. So the Super Eight version, you see the Star Destroyer release the probe droid. You cut to Luke. Luke looks through his binoculars. He sees the probe droid land, and then it cuts to the probe droid coming out of the snow. Yeah, which yeah, to me was like, wow, this kind of makes more sense <laughs> like i was i was surprised that there would be like a cut that actually kind of makes more sense Right after that, there's the Wampa attack, and it cuts to Luke in the snow. But Empire Super 8, the Wampa cave, gone. Yeah, you don't need it. Nope, it's out. It's just just slowing down the movie. (laughs) All the stuff with the Rebel base, all the the Han and Leia. No, that's not it. Uh All that's gone. Don't need it. Get get rid of it. Nobody liked it anyways. Yeah, yeah, no romance. (laughs) So instead... Right after Luke in the snow, you cut right to Luke seeing Obi-Wan's message. Steady, girl. Hey, what's the matter? You smell something? system and i i do think like it cuts a lot of the movie out but i think at least this like first third of it the cuts feel pretty natural and if you hadn't seen the real movie 
you don't really feel like you're missing anything. I think, no, nope. like it's it's a different s- story, but it it works pretty well as a as a condensed movie. Right after that, you got Han to the rescue, coming and finding Luke. That's still in there. Patrols are in. Still no. Still no contact from Skywalker Solo. Then you cut to the Rebel base finally. You get your first view of Princess Leia, and there's the whole the still no sign of Skywalker. I, we forgot to mention, because I don't know if you noticed, but some of the line readings, I believe, are different. Oh, completely. So, like, the first one I noticed was... When Han talks about how much life you can fit in a space cruiser, I'm pretty sure that's a different take. Well, I finished my circle. I don't pick up any life readings. There's enough life on this ice cube to fill a space cruiser. Sensors are placed. I'm coming back. Right. I'll see you shortly. Just to make it even more weird to watch this is you never know what you're watching is the real thing or a different take or because it's the Super 8 version. Is it the same thing and it just looks different? Or is this is that the way it was when people saw it in the theater originally? And we've just right. been watching all these other versions of Empire for so many years that we don't even know. Right. That's true, because even going back to, say, the Laserdisc, they could have changed lines in there. And at the time, I mean, there wasn't the Internet for people to freak out so much about stuff that yeah. we might just not have noticed. So I like that right after that, it cuts to... What always is still one of my favorite parts in Empire, Rogue Two. Echo Base. I've got something. Not much, but it could be a life form. Captain Solo, do you copy? Commander Skywalker, do you copy? This is Rogue Two. Good morning. Nice of you guys to drop by. I found them. Repeat, I found them. Yeah, yeah. And it's great that they didn't think the, you know, the flirting between Han and Leia was important, but they knew you had to keep, we found them. I repeat, we found them. <laughs> oh, man. And I love that his name's Rogue Two. Yeah. He was the number one Rogue One fan. My pilot name is going to be the sequel. Yeah. Well, and they never, do they ever show it? Because it could be T-O-O, right? Oh, that's Like, like I want to be a Rogue Two. <laughs> Maybe he's got, like, Generso posters in his locker. <laughs> Cassian Andor. Yeah. Bays and cheer it. He's got Cassian's gloves. <laughs> I have the greatest collectible. I found them. Repeat, I found them. <laughs> yeah. you, found, you found Luke and Han. No, Cassian's gloves. <laughs> That's what we should have said to Pablo at Celebration. Uh, well, you know, there's always the next Celebration. <laughs> Pablo, it's us again. Yeah, we found them. Repeat. <laughs> we found them. Yeah. You know who found them? Rogue 2. <laughs> T-O-O. Yeah. Huh? Think about it, Pablo. Uh, high fives all around. <laughs> And it cuts back to them finding the probe droid's signal. Princess, we have a visitor. We picked up something outside the base of Zone 12 moving east. Sir, I am fluent in six million forms of communication. This signal is not used by the Alliance. It could be an Imperial code. At this point when I was watching Empire Super 8, I was like, wait a minute, wait, what was cut out here? I, was, I couldn't even remember when that scene happened in the normal movie. You know, you're in Bizarro Land now. You're like disoriented. I was just like, yeah. and I had to like at this point when I was like really going into Empire Super Eight, I had to get out the Blu-ray and I had to like, I gotta watch this movie. I've watched fifty fifty five thousand times, yeah. and I was like, okay, yeah, they cut out like the back to tank and all that stuff. That's all gone. Well, they cut out Han and Chewie going out and uh, blowing it up. Yeah. So Chewie likes his cut because he didn't have to get cold. That's true. Yeah. If this was the movie, we would have never got the cold Chewbacca action figure. Admiral? Yes, Captain. 
So it cuts back to the Empire. They found the base. Um, Empire prepared for a ground assault. And then we're right into the Battle of Hoth. Sir, rebel ships are coming into our sector. Good. Our first catch of the day. But they make sure they show the rebel transport getting away. Which, doesn't that happen after in the real movie? It's before. The first there is, transport there is, is away. <sighs> okay. Yeah, and I was glad they kept the our first catch of the day. <laughs> <laughs> so whoever was cutting this knew the good knew where the good meat was. Yeah, they they cut out though uh, two fighters against a star destroyer. Uh, yeah, that's true. Like you know, they couldn't keep everything. Yeah, but they did keep Wedge. Wedge is still in the the battle. And the battle, I mean, there's little trims in there here and there, but the battle for the most part is kind of intact. And still, you know, looks extra snowy. It, yeah. In uh, in super super white super eight. All right, boy, keep tight now. Luke, I have no approach vector. I'm not set. Steady, Dak. Attack pattern Delta. Go now. No, did you notice that right after Leia's like uh, get to your transports and the uh, the rebel fleet is retreating? If you listen to the rebels. Them yelling fall back is a whole lot louder, and there's just random rebels just screaming. Give the evacuation code signal. And get your transports. Is a lot different. Again, I got out the Blu-ray and I had to compare, and it's totally different. Well, that's a good point to bring up. Is I gotta think in 1979, weren't they still theaters with mono mixes? Oh yeah, yeah. So, and this is a. I mean, on these versions, it's a mono mix, and so it could be a brand new mono mix, or it could, yeah, like we were saying, this could be taken from the theatrical mono mix which is definitely going to have kind of back background type sounds be very different because they can't you know spread them out over the stereo and then maybe this is like an overall thing with this like as i'm watching this i can't believe that lucasfilm even then like with how hands-on george lucas was and like all the stuff he went through with like he didn't want to let anyone touch like somebody tried to trim two seconds of American graffiti or something and he lost his mind and he's still pissed off about it. Yeah. Well, maybe this is like, this was kind of done without his knowledge at the time. I don't know. Yeah. So or if it's kind of, you know, it's a, it's a toy version or something like it's not a theatrical. Yeah. yeah. Cause you got to think too, maybe he probably wouldn't have been happy about the films being released in pan and scan in general, but he might just not have cared. I don't know. But I mean, at that time, what else was there, right? No one, no one was making widescreen cuts on VHS. I don't think. So, anyways, Luke blows up the ADAP. The Falcon escapes. Luke leaves. We're going to the Dagobah system. You got the Falcon versus the Star Destroyers, and in there is one really interesting part. There is a completely different line reading than what we know of now, and we've known for a long time. Prepare to make the jump to light speed. But, sir! They're getting closer. Yeah, watch this. Right. It's totally different. Yeah. Is it just a different line, or is it actually a different... It's a different take. It's a different take. It's a completely different take, right? Yeah, so in the like in the version we've seen... Prepare to make the jump to light speed. They're getting closer. Oh, yeah? Watch this. And again, it's crazy, like, for how much people freak out about, you know, deleted scenes or... 
alternate takes and you know the the big scene in new hope is such a big deal i never heard about saw this before no (laughs) but this has just been sitting there yeah for how many years it's really a strange place to find a jedi master we cut right to Luke on Dagobah. He doesn't crash the X-Wing. You just assume he safely landed his X-Wing on Dagobah. Yeah. Yoda shows Yoda shows up, take you to him, and then we cut right to the asteroid field. And they fly right into the cave. I hope you know what you're doing. hard to tell in the spots but some of the neat stuff too is just the fact that they're kind of sliding the music cues around a little bit too in places yeah to the, even to even more kind of mess with confuse you as far as is this the same movie that you've seen before so after that we cut right to the emperor's hologram what is thy bidding my master there is a great disturbance in the force i have felt it We have a new enemy, Luke Skywalker. The Force is strong with him. The son of Skywalker must not become a Jedi. You got to keep that, which is interesting. It's an odd choice to keep that in there. It is, especially when we get to what they cut out at the end. I mean, it's cool, but is it 100% essential to the plot, especially with what happens at the end? I don't know. Unless you know, they're just trying to keep as much Vader in as they can. You know what I was thinking during watching the um, the OG Emperor with his monkey eyes? Mm-hmm. Is how much more Snoke that is. Yeah, you're right. I never really thought about that. Like, it's really Snoke looking. So I wonder if, like, J.J. was is bitter that they took old school Emperor out. <laughs> And he's like, I'll show them. I'm bringing them back and putting them in gold PJs. <laughs> Maybe Snoke has monkey eyes, too. I don't know. But yeah, that's a really good point that his, like, disfigured kind of mutant monkey face is, yeah, is way more Snoke. Kenner Hasbro has never made OG Emperor anything. Yeah, it's a good point. And where's an OG Emperor t-shirt? Where's an OG Emperor grill cover? <laughs> Maybe that's the compromise. Yeah. You can call it like, I know you don't want to make a grill cover, but you can just put the old emperor on it. No one will care. <laughs> <laughs> no one will be upset. Good food. How far away is Yoda? Will it take us long to get there? Not far. Yoda, not far. <laughs> Patience. Soon you will be with him. So we cut back to Yoda's hut. And so the conversation is all cut up. There were times in here, too, because it's so like the audio is so rough and the picture so rough where like some of Yoda's lines. I was like, is that like a different take? I cannot teach him. The boy has no patience. He will learn patience. Hmm. (sighs) He is not ready. Yoda. Yeah, it's really hard to tell without just basically scene by scene going back to the original Empire and comparing it. I cannot teach him. The boy has no patience. He will learn patience. Hmm. <clears throat> Much anger in him. Like his father. Was I any different when you told me? Not ready. Um, so we cut right to the bounty hunters. So the whole the cave with Luke's vision and his his face in the mask, that's all gone. That's all out the window. Yep, not important. But bounty hunters, <laughs> that is important. Bounty hunters. We don't need that scum. Yes, sir. Those rebels won't escape us. Keeping the really sweet stuff. Get yeah, Bosk's foot, Boss foot. Yeah. For a second, I thought they were just going to show Bosk and then cut and just not have any of the other bounty hunters. <laughs> I would have been okay with that. The editor is just like, that's the only one that I like. Yeah, it's the only one anybody likes, really, right? 
who's who's the boss? That's what who's I'm the, saying. Do you think Disney's going to make a Bosk baby movie? <laughs> Everybody seems to like that Boss baby. <laughs> do they? I I don't know. <laughs> it was a big hit, right? Yeah, but it's they got nothing on Bosk baby. <laughs> this is the adventures of Bosk when he was a baby. Yeah, he's living in Dengar's house, <laughs> baby Dengar. Maybe well, Dengar is like really old. Maybe Dengar had to raise Boss Baby, and those aren't that. That's that's actually Box Baby's diapers that Dengar is wrapped in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Kathleen Kennedy's going to announce, you know, the next standalone <laughs> any day now. You heard it here first. It's Boss Baby. So Luke's training, the boxes are floating, um, the whole thing with bringing up Luke's X-Wing out of the swamp, that's gone, because it kind of makes sense, because we never saw him crash the X-Wing in the swamp, so it makes sense to cut that out. We immediately cut to Cloud City after that, which is crazy, because the last time we saw Han, they were flying into a cave in an asteroid field. You're right, because they don't even have the Lando system line, do they? No. But he does. they do start it with... Him explaining how Lando's an old friend, and there's yeah. a little bit of Lando talk in there. But if you're really paying attention, it'd be like, well, how did they get out of that cave they flew into? Well, but, the cave was a that's they're inside the cave right now. <laughs> oh, so they flew through the cave to get to no, like Cloud City's inside the asteroid. Oh, yeah, okay, which almost works because. It's just a bunch of clouds, right? There could yeah. be clouds inside the cave. I think that was in the Lee Brackett version of the screenplay. <laughs> yeah, I think that, if, memory, if memory serves right, that's how they got to Cloud City. <laughs> a city in the clouds in a cave. <laughs> I do like how like super orange Cloud City is in this version. Yeah, and also another gigantic difference, the Cloud City pilot voice over the Falcon intercom. What is yes. up with that? Yes, right. No, I don't have a landing permit. I'm trying to reach Lando Calrissian. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Let me explain. Any aggressive move will not be tolerated. Not the touchy other. I knew this person. <laughs> that was a long time ago. I'm sure he's forgotten about that. That's crazy. I almost fell off the couch and jumped out a window when I heard that. Permission granted to land on platform 327. Any deviation from Thank you. Ran down the street naked. <laughs> the cloud car pilot's different. <laughs> the police pull me over. Cloud car um, pilot! Everything I know is a lie. <laughs> Your neighbor's house. Did you know about the cloud car pilot? <laughs> I'm it's different in the Super 8 cut. I'm watching the Super 8 Empire, and the cloud car pilot voice is different. I got a glass of water. <laughs> I don't know who I am anymore. Take out your driver's license and cut it up. I don't need this. It's not me. I don't, yeah. Everything I thought I knew is wrong. I think when, when Borgullet touches your head, you hear the new cloud car pilot voice. <laughs> What have you really brought me? Any aggressive move will not be tolerated. Borgullet will know the truth. Permission granted to land on platform 327. The unfortunate side effect is that one tends to lose one's mind. What have you brought me? Empire Super 8. Cloud car pilot. <laughs> R2. Fire up the converters. So after that, Luke leaves, gets in his X-Wing, because we never saw it crash. Right. And Obi-Wan just shows up at the very end. Yep. Which I guess isn't too weird, because at least he was there in the snow. Yeah, and there's no, uh, there is another, that's gone. So then we cut to uh, Cloud City again, right? We get the Lando scene. Mm-hmm. And Ichuda is still there, which, interesting choice. Keeping the good stuff. Yeah. You want to know something? Yeah. Right on nice to see a familiar face. Ichuta. How rude. 
He knows. He was like, I know what the kids want. I kind of liked this, though, because Lando welcomes them into Cloud City. They're walking through the halls, and they just immediately get to Vader. We would be honored if you would join us. Right. There's none of the... Lando's got people that can fix him and all that stuff. That's yeah. Take it all out. You don't need it. Yep. They just show up and go right to dinner. Now, this is where things get really insane. After that, all the Han and Carbonite, I love you, I know, what people, everyone points to as the greatest moments of The Empire Strikes Back, all gone. Well, if anything, it's almost, this is like... It, Revenge of the Sith here, where they're like, well, it's all about Luke's story, so we're going to cut everybody else's stories out <laughs> and just focus on Luke. Because it cuts right to Luke versus Vader after that, pretty much, right? It's uh, surprising, though, if you didn't, if you don't know what's missing, that it's really not that, like, it's jarring, but not nonsensical, like... Well, a little bit later, like, when they're in the hallway, they leave in, like, there's still a chance to save Han. Yeah, and then they don't even try to save Han. No. <laughs> but it's like, if you were watching that and you never saw Han get frozen in carbonite, you'd be like, well, what happened to him? Oh, that's true. Right. I, I think about that. But this, it's all the mysteries, Anne. It's like, <laughs> what happened to Han? <laughs> It's true, because then even at the end, it's like, wait, they're going to save Han from what? It cuts right to uh, Vader throwing stuff at Luke. But again, interesting choice to leave in. Ice Cream Man, Will Rowe Hood, he's still in there. Yeah. Can't take him out. No, well, it wouldn't be Empire Strikes Back then. Now, coming up in here, they get on the there's they get on the Falcon, and there's a whole Leia go. That's all still on there, but there's a completely different C three PO line in here. When R two is dragging three PO through the Falcon. Oh, so nice to be together again. I thought that hairy beast would be the end of me. Of course, I'd better. Oh, so it's just they cut out the first half of it. Yeah. In the theatrical. Yeah, or okay. or did they? I don't know. Okay, because, yeah, when that part, I was like, man, something feels, I don't remember this part. And it didn't, and I even went back to the original movie to make sure that that part was still there. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's there. But, yeah, I didn't catch that there's the extra part of the extra dialogue. Crazy. Crazy, yeah. I've been watching this movie forever. I would be really curious if someone has, do you have an original original vhs of empire strikes back like when it first came out on vhs no but i do have i have to look at what year version i actually it's funny i just brought it home from work today someone at work had given me an old three pack like before the thx ones oh yeah but i'm not sure how old it is i'd have to go look at it but yeah it would be worth putting that in and seeing what lines in that but i mean i have the laser disc version yeah, well, that just—I don't think that has that line. No, it doesn't because I've watched that Laserdisc version a bunch, and it's not. Yeah. So, anyways, after that, we get, we cut to the the some of the stuff of the ending with the Luke and Vader fight. It is useless to resist. Don't let yourself be destroyed as Obi Wan did. <laughs> The biggest shocker in here is Luke, I'm your father, is gone. Nope. Don't need it. <laughs> Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. Luke, you can destroy the Emperor. He has foreseen this. It is your destiny. Come with me. It is the only way. Which, why take that out? I, I was thinking about that all day today, that 
Because at first I was like, well, maybe, you know, they were cutting this before the theatrical version came out and they didn't want anyone to know the secret. But then, like, the copyright on this is 1980. Yeah, this came out in 81 where this was available. That's way after everybody already knew what happened. Yeah. Unless somehow they just they only had access to, like, early footage before they actually dubbed in those lines. I don't know. It's Empire Strikes Back, the weird cut. No screaming Luke. No. Ah, ah. <laughs> Do you think Star Wars Land at Disney will ever have a water slide that looks like the tunnel that Luke falls in in Cloud City? <laughs> I hope so. Because they got to get on that. And that's what the the contact chip for Luke needed. His scream when he went down the the chute. (laughs) When when the special edition contact chips come out, they'll add that. So Luke's uh, hanging from the rack thing and the the Leia, hear me. And then here, there were a lot of little changes in here that really tripped me up and I had to get the Blu-ray out. So when they're flying up to get Luke, in the normal version that we've watched a thousand times, you hear Leia say, it's Luke. In this version, she doesn't say it. Oh, yeah, you're right. She just tells Lando to go up there. Now, when Lando is up there getting Luke... Leia has a completely different line where she says, Lando, hurry up. We've got company. Weird. Now, here as we get to the ending is when things get really, really, really insane. And this is where I almost lost my mind. Okay. So here we have what could be the original ending of The Empire Strikes Back. You see the medical forget. It kind of starts to zoom in a little bit, and then it cuts to Luke and Leia in, like, the medical bay, right? Now, in the other version, there were all the extra shots of, like, all the X-Wings and Y-Wings, right, flying away. Mm -hmm. And then it cuts back to the Metal Forget, and we get in a really tight close-up of the Falcon. Yes. In the Blu-ray version. That's not in this version. Right. Well, have you ever watched the... The clip on YouTube of somebody had the audio of the 70 millimeter version yes. and they mm-hmm. re-edited it. Yeah. So if that version was correct, this is very close to that. So all that stuff, when we find Jabba the Hutt and that bounty hunter. We'll meet on Tatooines in both versions. Yeah. But the yeah, the, the Jabba the Hutt and that bounty hunter. That's gone. And Chewie will be waiting for your signal. That's gone. Luke, we're ready for takeoff. Good luck, Mando. When we find Jabba the Hutt and that bounty hunter, we'll contact you. I'll meet you at the rendezvous point on Tatooine. Princess, we'll find Han. I promise. Chewie, I'll be waiting for your signal. Take care, you two. May the force be with you. So... In the Super 8 version, all it is is, Luke, we're ready for takeoff. Good luck, Lando. We'll meet at the rendezvous point on Tatooine. May the Force be with you. That's it. Luke, we're ready for takeoff. Good luck, Lando. I'll meet you at the rendezvous point on Tatooine. May the Force be with you. And what's tripped me up is like the whole like Chewie will be waiting for your signal and so many of those lines like they cut to like a shot of Princess Leia looking sad where I'm like man did they just add that in later to cover up these lines that came later well she does look a little bit sad when she walks over to Luke but yeah I know what you're talking about that yeah maybe they did move a scene around to cover up the the extra lines I like too that Way back in 79, Lucas still wanted to just add more spaceships. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But well, it, was, it does it does make the scene flow a lot better. It does. It, it's, it's just so crazy that, like, I don't know, like we were saying at the very beginning of the episode, 
people don't talk about these changes that much, but these are changes that were changes but happened so long ago. Yeah. Well, and that literally happened while it was in the theaters, right? Yeah. Like the 70 millimeter was out, what, two weeks earlier than the wide release? And during that time, they shot, <laughs> went back to ILM, shot these extra scenes and threw them in the movie. Yeah, it's just crazy to think like how hectic it had to be like in the old days when they had to do different cuts and mono mixes and the audio mix, I think, for 70 millimeter may be different than it was for regular stereo. Yeah, and people wonder why George Lucas wanted to do everything digital. But yeah, I would love someday to just put it on the Blu-ray, give me the mono mix and find all these old mixes and put them on, put them somewhere. Just the audio mix. Yeah. Super 8 Empire Strikes Back, it exists, it's a real thing, it only takes a half hour of your time, but it's, if you know, if you're interested in Star Wars history and the history of Empire Strikes Back and what that movie might have been and what that movie's like with all the possibly important parts cut out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the thing I was thinking watching this is I really felt like I was watching as a kid, how I remembered Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I was just a kid thinking about Empire Strikes Back, this is probably what was running through my head. And maybe some of the other scenes would show up, but it's like, it just feels like you're remembering it and you you don't remember everything. <laughs> I don't know. It's It was fun to watch. Yeah. Check it out. It's really worth watching and it's kind of fascinating. I think it's a lot of fascinating. <laughs> Wampa! New Hot Wampa, Luke Skywalker, and Han Solo in hot outfits, each sold separately. I look higher. Wampa! Wampa! R2-D2, use your sensor scope. I can't find Luke. Hey, you big fur coat. Try me out for size. Wampa, Wampa, Wampa! Wampa, Thanks, Han. And you too, R2. New Hot Wampa, R2-D2, with sensor scope, and other action figures, each sold separately from Kenner's Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back collection. So I think we've said before, we're not good at checking iTunes reviews that are outside the U.S. I don't know if that's completely our fault, though. It is a little bit weird. But yeah, we we apologize to uh, anyone in other countries' reviews that we haven't got to because we just keep finding them at random times. So we have what, what, I, what I've been referring to as the international edition of our iTunes reviews. Because we've got a bunch of them that we caught up on. And let's check some of them out here. This first one, this is from Brazil. And it's from Peter Zephra Kenobi. And this is from all the way back in November. But Peter writes, Amazing, very good analysis of the saga and great sound editing. I love your podcast and it's refreshing to see people who love the prequels talking about Star Wars when there is so much hate out there. It makes it so much richer and nicer. You're the voice of reason among the sickness that is out there. We love it all. (laughs) Okay, so this next one, it's titled Best Star Wars Podcast Ever. Wow. And this is written by 74665865886. Is that their phone number? <laughs> it might be. We're calling you later. <laughs> yeah. But those numbers writes, Jason and Gabe are an amazing comedy team and are very knowledgeable on Star Wars. From one episode on Luke's hair to an episode analyzing Captain Panaka's lines to see how grumpy he is, these two continue <laughs> to put out consistently great work. And how have you guys not done an episode dedicated to Dexter Jetster yet? Also, could you rank the Star Wars movies for me? I would love to hear it. Thanks again for the great work. Now, if you excuse me, I have to lie down and think about Captain Typho. <laughs> so. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> 
That's normal. We try. We were trying to warn you every once in a while. A typho hits you. Yeah, you get typho fever. You just, mm-hmm. doctor's gonna, doctor will tell you if you call him up and say, I got typho fever, just just lay down. It'll yeah. pass. Yeah, it's springtime. It happens. <laughs> the weather will change soon, and you'll go back to normal. <laughs> I'd be more concerned about her doing something than him. Rank the Star Wars movies? Oh, well... I don't know. Like, I think we said before, my favorite's always Return of the Jedi. And then after that is Phantom Menace. And then is Star Wars A New Hope. And then Force Awakens. And then after that, things kind of flip-flop around. Yeah, I think what I... Attack of the Clones and Phantom Menace are neck and neck. But as soon as Dooku shows up on the speeder, Clones always jumps back up to number one. (laughs) (laughs) And then Jedi would be my third one. And then, yeah, after that, I don't know. I love them all. Yeah. (laughs) So next we have got, this one's from South Africa. This one is from, uh, I'm going to completely mispronounce this name, Tian Engelbrecht. I think if you didn't mispronounce the name, it would be, it would be weird. (laughs) (laughs) He's not in Marin County, so. Um, This podcast is everything I've ever wanted in a Star Wars podcast. I don't know how I haven't seen this podcast until now, but I'm glad I have 60 episodes to go through. The production value is out of this world from a galaxy far, far away, if you will. I'll be here all night. (laughs) And... Uh, all the sound, cl- sound clips are edited in perfectly. The first time I heard Darth Vader say, What? What? I laughed out loud at my desk, and my manager looked at me genuinely concerned. <laughs> the impressions are on point as well, and it makes my boring desk job somewhat bearable, even for a little while every week. And out of the many podcasts I listen to, this is one of the podcasts I look forward to the most every week. Oh, and stop pressuring people to give five stars. I wanted to give you a four-star rating just to spite you. <laughs> but it's just too darn good. So, oh, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you for the five stars. Four stars, you know, I would yeah, have been fine. Thank you for the compliment on the impressions. Surely you mean the Obi-Wan. Yeah. The, the award-winning. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Come here, young Luke. Yeah, I, I heard they re-released Sergeant Pepper, Obi-Wan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> Just cream cheese. <laughs> what does that even mean? Nothing. <laughs> and this last one is not international. This is uh, this is from the U.S., but this is an old one that we've had we've had left for a while, and this one's written by C three, C three PO, and C three just writes, "This is great." Two Michigan guys rapping about Star Wars. What's not to like? Very enjoyable. You guys are excellent, and I look forward to hopefully joining podcasting forces one day. Enjoy celebration, guys. Well, probably talking about Celebration 2019, which we will. Yeah. <laughs> or, or 2002. Yeah. <laughs> or five. We, I'm still enjoying them all. Yeah. And, yeah, that's like we were saying before, like, uh, you're not Michigan anymore, technically, but you can't take the Michigan. No, I still, I still have to go, like, bathe in Lake Michigan once a year to recharge <laughs> my powers, so... It's still there. So even though they said not to pressure people into five-star reviews, I'm going to do it anyways. And after you're done listening to this episode, head over to iTunes, leave a five-star review, write something awesome. And just like all those ones from all around the world, you write something and we'll read it on an upcoming show. And And hopefully it won't take us six months this time, but... (laughs) You never know. <laughs> but thank you all, you fo- all, everyone who wrote once again from all over the place. Yeah, it's great to hear from you guys. Thank, thank you. you. Thank 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 you.
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, J.J. Abrams here. On behalf of the entire cast and crew of Star Wars Episode Seven, thank you. And these last points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. Don't forget to check us out on BlastPointsPodcast.com, our Facebook page, our Twitter page, our Instagram page, and listen to the podcast pretty much anywhere you can get Star Wars podcasts. Oh, and like we say every week, too, you can order a Blast Points uh, t-shirt off the, the the website. Yep. The link is on there. And uh, last week, we were talking about filling up an ice cream cone with Comtech chips. And uh, this week, if you if you have a Blast Points t-shirt and you take a picture of yourself watching super eight empire strikes back wearing the blast points t-shirt <laughs> we'll post it and you'll be the hero of the week yes yeah and if anybody when they were a kid or someone in your family had the the super eight versions let us know because i'm i'm curious to hear more about them yes is there a super eight return of the jedi somewhere i was reading that there was but um there's not a whole lot of people talking about it they just cut out everything that wasn't Ewoks. Yeah. <laughs> if you have it, project it on your face and send us a photo of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll watch the whole movie on your face. It's fine. <laughs> so on that note, that about wraps up episode 77 here. Thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. May the force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you. Thank you.